Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jessica Jones, and I'm ready to take you on a mysterious journey right now. We welcome you to Off the Trails right here on the Space.Radio's YouTube channel. If you guys haven't hit subscribe yet, please do. We would love to have you. And shout out to Bumblefoot for that badass intro music. I always appreciate that. You guys, please follow us on our social media sites. On Twitter, at Space.Radio. On Instagram, at Space.Radio Show. And on TikTok, at SpaceOutRadio. You guys can find me at TheCryptidHuntress.com. All of my shows are posted there. I have a fantastic YouTube channel myself. That's The Cryptid Huntress. And uh, shout out to all of my members. I have a new membership. Uh thing over there it's called the thing and uh and so i want to give a huge shout out to all my members i also have a patreon shout out to my patreon members too y'all uh i appreciate each and every one of you guys uh so if you'd like to join any of that to support what i'm doing including my etsy shop too that's war woman goods over on etsy y'all do that 
and it means the world to me. Also, we have a Patreon here with Space Out Radio. It's called the Space Travelers Club. So you guys check that out uh, and be sure to join us in Reno, Nevada. That is, I think it's May 10th through the 12th in Reno. We're going to have the Space Out Radio fan party and we'll have a VIP party and we're going to have swag bags. We're going to be broadcasting live. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Some of the biggest, best names in the UFO community and the crypto community will be there along with myself. I'll be there. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see you guys. Okay. So don't forget that right after this show, After Hours has a fantastic show set up with our friend Dennis Carroll on the show tonight. So please, I know it's, it's hard for me to stay up late, but listen, my kids you know, on winter break this week. So I might stay up late tonight. All right. Okay. Well, let's get to our show because I have the birthday boy himself here tonight. I have Long Island Bigfoot in the studio tonight. And we have a lot to talk about. We got some catching up to do tonight. And uh, yeah, Mike and I are good friends. We've actually gone Bigfooting together up in New York. So let's get to it, shall we? Okay, Long Island Bigfoot Mike grew up in Long Island, New York, and was always intrigued by the wildlife, oceanic creatures, and dinosaurs. These interests were the foundation which propelled Mike's research and curiosity for cryptids later in life. With a fascination for whales and the Loch Ness Monster, he would frequently ask his family to visit Scotland to search for Nessie. Between 2007 and 2011, Mike served in the Army and spent a year in Afghanistan. While the impact of what he experienced is something he works on healing every day, searching for Bigfoot brings Mike peace and relief from the effects of PTSD. Walking through a primary stretch of forest paramount to his research known as Bubba's house, he became, became familiar with the surroundings for five years before he began documenting the activity. Mike has also observed other entities and anomalies in the woods of Long Island and the Catskill Mountains. He enjoys and has much respect for being put in the position of Sasquatch to connect our peoples together. And man, he is a powerhouse when it comes to boots on the ground, field research. And so please help me welcome to the show tonight and wish him a very happy birthday with me, shall we, you guys? Mike from Long Island Bigfoot. What's up, Mike? Good evening. That was a, that was a super... Super intro right there. <laughs> well, you, you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We got some catching up to do tonight. Mm. Yeah, my birthday was yesterday, but I appreciate that too. Thank it's you. Belated. It's belated. Well, I hadn't I hadn't seen you, so I had to say it. I'm not gonna sing. Okay, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save everybody's ears from bleeding tonight. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, happy 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 birthday. How's it feel? How's it feel to be another year older? <laughs> <laughs> just just as many responsibilities as there was yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, hey, okay, so you are one of the I'm gonna say you're one of the top three people I know that's like hardcore boots on the ground, field research when it comes to Sasquatch and Dogman and all these other crazy cryptids we got running around out Man. in the field. So give me an update on, on what you've been up to out in the field. Uh, you know, it's all the, it's. I don't know. It's just what I do, right? Like, I, I guess, I, I guess I wouldn't categorize myself as a researcher anymore. Like, I, I got so far away from like worrying about like proof and like you, you know how that pool goes, right? Like, 
the debt, like you talk about data all the time and like it, it becomes a tough thing to do, right? Like it, it really does. It becomes a tough thing to share evidence and all that stuff. So I kind of just put out there what I do. I, I, I like to document everything. Uh, if anyone's ever been to my channel, you see how many videos are there. I think there's over 2,500 now uh, just on, on YouTube alone. So, I mean, I, I document a lot, you know, it's not necessarily like a highlight reel. You know what I mean? It's like I just go through everything and bring everybody along with me and try to try to make it interactive and inclusive so that way everyone feels like they're part of the outing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you bring you bring the field into everybody's living rooms, okay? <laughs> or, yeah, or on their cell phones. Yeah. I, I I absolutely love that because listen, doing field research is not a glamorous task. Okay. It's not it's not super glamorous, but it's super exciting. Even when you're if out you there with all the deer and stuff, you know. If you don't love it, it won't love you back, right? Because, like, you get beat up doing it. Like, you get, it's freezing or it's really hot or, like, it's raining or, you know, you got to, you, you twist an ankle, you cut your legs on thorns all day, you know, you get tick bites, you get mosquito bites, whatever. You know, whatever the case may be. So, like, if you don't love being out there, then... You know, it's like I always say, it won't love you back. So it, it's not for everybody, but I truly enjoy it. Um, you know, I go, I, I've been going to these private properties lately, which has really become a lot of fun for me because uh, it. I don't have to worry about anybody else being out there. I don't have to question who is who's there or if I hear something or, see, you know, see something, I don't have to worry about oh, there's somebody else out there, like, there's nobody for many, 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 many miles, so, uh, I don't know, that's been a lot different for me, you know, it's, it's a nice change, now, mind you, I have to do these, you know, I have to do drives to get to these places and, and go and visit with these people, but, yeah, Elena was here, she came all, she came from the UK, she spent, uh, we went to Camp Hero, um, uh, we, we met Montauk Strange Brian out there, so we did, we did, uh, an expedition out there. Then we went up to the Catskills. I think I think I took her up there twice, two different two different areas, and uh, tried to maximize on her trip and go to as many places as we could, you know. But uh, she knows one of the private properties I'm talking about, and it's it's amazing. At night, it just gets pitch black. There's nothing out there. There, it's surrounded by three really really big farms. It's this tiny cabin. This like. It's not even a one-bedroom cabin. It's like two rooms. You know what I mean? That's it. It's two rooms, and uh, and that's it. You know, it's it, there's nothing around except except farmland. So it's it's really amazing. And we captured some really good audio out there too, which was cool. Um, yeah, like screaming, like like deep guttural, like, ah, you know, and then it set off the coyotes, which you know I guess is typical. I don't have enough experience with audio to say for sure, but it's from from what I hear, it's typical that they set off coyotes. Oh yeah! Thank you. Happy birthday wishes. I, I'm on my phone tonight, so it's it's a little small. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to pull up as many comments as I can. They're going really fast tonight. Once again, uh, we have <laughs> we have a nice crowd here tonight. So yeah. going fast for you too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you're actually in the, okay. So you're in the Catskill, you're, you go into the Catskill mountains and do some of your research. I was talking to Charles last night. Okay. And he's with Catskill mm -hmm. 
Mountains Bigfoot. I think is the name of his Facebook group. And he's he's another dedicated, super dedicated boots on the ground field researcher from up in New York. And uh, and and I we've been in communication for the past at least a year, maybe two years. It's been a long time. And uh, and I finally talked to him. And uh, and he's coming on the show soon. Okay, he's coming on the show, but he was kind of schooling me on, and it was in a good way, on this Catskill Mountains last night, and telling me a lot of really cool stuff. Now, so you guys not only have Bigfoot up there, but you've got little people reports and Puck history of little people. Okay, tell me about that. Well, like Puckwudgies is this is like one thing that I know about. Um, I'm sure he could tell you more better, right? Like I have not been up there for that long. Um, I, I've been, I, I have a team up there and they, they look at me like I'm, you know, the, you know, the guy who knows everything, but in reality, um, I'm not because they've lived there for so long. You know what I mean? And they're all like, they're all light workers in their own way. Like every, mm -hmm. every one, every one of the dozen of them and it's growing. I think it's at like 15, 16 now. And it just keeps expanding through like um uh, people just being like oh I, i'll go out and try that out and like then next thing you know it's like boom they're just so involved in it because they they love it but the the, the endless amount of stuff up there is insane so the best way i go about it is i go i started just going willy-nilly into areas and then I was having bad experiences or or experiences that scared the shit out of me that I couldn't, I didn't know if I was going to make it out of. So I started to go to the local, whatever it was, whether it was a reservation, um, find a local like elder tribesman. Or I've, I've sat with monks uh, because like they're near Overlook Mountain and uh, the natives won't go near Overlook Mountain, but the monks use Overlook Mountain. So I had to find out what the situation was there. And it was due to a cryptid that um, has some messy energy. I don't like to say its name, but it's, you know, an upside down M it starts with. And wait, you're not supposed to say the name of that. It's kind of like the, the skin walker, but it's, but it's something that's, different. That's kind of the way I go about it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I don't, I try not to speak them into existence, you know, um, some i guess you know it's maybe just saying the name is a little dramatic but i try to just completely keep them you know off my radar i've had too many close calls with with ugly looking scary looking stuff that i don't wish to see again you know the stuff that's made of nightmares like um okay yeah. wait can i can i just interject really quick okay Please. because i just got invited with my crew cryptid warfare Okay, those guys that I went up to Tennessee with, they're planning a trip. And they invited me to be a part of their team uh, coming up. I'm not going to say exactly when, but it's coming up this year. We're going to be going to, to somewhere near where you live, actually, uh, to go on a hunt for those things. And it starts with a W. If you guys don't know, can I, can I say it? I'm going to say it. Sure. Okay, I better go ahead. It's a Wendigo. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna. The Cryptid Hunters is gonna go on a Wendigo hunt. I mean, just be careful. Are you going I into the Wendigos yet? Are you, are you going to the Triangle? I don't know. I'm. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. The guys have a plan. So I'm gonna. I. I just got. Um. We just talked about it this week. So we'll. We'll find out. Well, they just found out. They just found. So I, we were just talking about it before the show. 
I wanted to get out and go away and, and, you know, do my next thing. And I was really trying to push for it because plans fell through. I was supposed to do something with my son. I'm going to shorten this whole story. So I was like, all right, let me make the best out of my time. Uh, I was like, they just found this forest in Cairo, New York, which is in the Catskills. And it's the oldest forest in the world. And they just found a fossil there stating that it's like 385 million years old, something to that effect. And I'm like, I'm all ears, right? Like, I'm like, I'm thing. Like, I'm, I just want a beeline for this place. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to feel the energy. I want to see what it's like. I want to look at it. I want to put my hands on it. I, you know what I mean? I want, to, I want to put my boots on the ground, for lack of better words. Okay. And uh, so I'm searching the area. And what pops up, this other place I've been looking into for a long, long time, which is the uh, Catskill Game Farm. It's abandoned, but you can stay there. They have a couple of tenter sites, and then they have a couple of rooms as well where you can stay inside the uh, zoo, basically, where like where you, the giraffes used to stay or where the rhinos used to stay. They've transformed them into you know, an elephant room, a rhino room, a zebra room, whatever. So where that you know where and and everything's still there all the uh, enclosures are still there um there's like 25 miles of like uh paved walkways and there's like hundreds of acres of um you know woods around it and stuff so it, 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 in itself it's supposed to it's it's said to be haunted right that's what people say everything's haunted 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 and if something goes bump in the night it's haunted right I we we know that there's more to it than that, that that it could be sure it could be haunted it could be a spirit but what if it's what if it's something else right like what if, what if it's something else that's what I want to find out one way or another I want to go there and experience it you know so um I was trying to do a double you know a uh, double header yeah but family issues have pulled me back so Okay. Well, I there there's so many cryptids up there. It's ridiculous. And I've I've heard you speak uh, several times about Dogman. You've actually been on my show. We've talked about your Dogman sightings. And uh and you've been on Vic Cundiff's show. Shout out to Vic with Dogman Encounters. I love that guy. Okay. And uh and it's really it's always it's always entertaining to, to hear you guys together on that show uh talking. So you just yeah. told me the other day. Now, can can we can we kind of skip from Dogman real quick to something that you had mentioned about a report that you got about something in a lake? Do you want to yeah. talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Actually, it don't matter. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you tell. Okay. So okay. I guess I'll start. Off, I'll start off the conversation here. Okay. So basically, I was. Oh, go ahead. You started. <laughs> okay. So this week. I did a show where I had been given a, a, a blind remote viewing target of Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Mm -hmm. And Pyramid Lake is allegedly a, a cursed lake. And people that I know personally, they don't get in the water at all. And they never right. have because it's uh, they say there's a mermaid 
and something called water babies in this lake. And, uh, and there's drownings every year, multiple drownings. And they say it's because of the, the water babies. And it's got a, a long story, um, like Native American legend and lore surround yep. this place. And it's got ties. According to all that data that I, I was getting, it's another government tie. Okay, like secret programs, a submarine base, like a, a, a military warfare place is right there. I mean, it's it's crazy. A lot of history. To think that there's a, a sub base in Nevada, like a landlocked <laughs> state, is my i don't know it, that is mind-blowing to me um so there's i'd imagine there's a lot to it so um i'd love for you to remove view of these two places lake ronkonkoma is one of them there's montoka strange i just had a conversation with him about this stuff because he's like our local historian as far as i'm concerned you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, every time i go out with him i learn something else like i i about where i live you know what i mean or where i am or what i'm doing and like Anyways, so Lake Ronkonkoma, the story is similar to Romeo and Juliet about a Indian princess that loses her love. He tries to come across and he drowns and whatever. She goes out there and I believe, I don't know if she commits suicide or what she does exactly. I, I, I'd love to tell you, but my memory's failing me. But the local legend is that there's, there's no, this lake has no like, current no nothing right it's like very easy but nobody goes in it because um men get killed every year they get drowned and like it's men of a certain age right like you know young like men in good shape like you know whatever and it's said that she's taking her prince like every year like she's every time someone gets in that water she's trying she's trying to take him so that wasn't where we were going with it but um it's similar though that's yeah. so, so odd how like when you hear about a lake mermaid the two stories that i know of now there's only two stories that i'm real familiar with it's like the same story yeah but in two different like one's in new york and one's in nevada so it's very similar the story behind the lake mermaid in nevada is that there was a there was a, a paiute indian okay native american that had fallen in love with the mermaid that lived in the lake and That's he cool. introduced her to his tribe and they said heck to the no no get her out of here <laughs> she she's a mermaid that's bad news do not bring her around and so they it was forbidden love and so yeah. um, so she so she was very spiteful she became spiteful yeah. and uh, yeah and so had, yeah so she, so she became she started drowning people that would get into the to the lake and stuff so some yeah. of the sirens are said sirens i think they're called they're said to be a little a little rough around the edges but i mean i don't know a lot anyway this was a this wasn't a mermaid there anyway that was just a you know a woman who drowned and so did the guy so anyway let's get into the mermaid so a friend of mine boat captain uh knew him from high school um saw me on paranormal caught on camera and was just like he rang my phone i haven't talked to him in many years and was just like dude like i've been hanging on to this shit and i don't know who to talk to i brought it up to a couple of guys they laughed me under the table forever <laughs> you know like i can't even you know i can't even go near them without them you know being like oh, look it's a mermaid like like met just just ragging on him so 
when he see me on there, he was like, I, I feel like I could finally open up to somebody. Like, would you listen to me? And I'm like, yeah. So he even gave me the location. And it's, it's I'll, I'll say it here now because I've actually done videos on it now. But um, it's in a weird place. Like, you might not expect it, right? But it's called Pirate's Cove. And it's not far from, you know, my house. It was only like a 15-minute drive to the beach or whatever. And uh, it's really hard to find by land. You have to go do a lot of, you know, different things to get there by land. But by boat, it's uh, it's this cove, and it's really special. Like, you could tell when you get there how special it is. And it's like an inlet that a lot of the ferries come in and out of and stuff. And, and it's a big port for the most part but this this small cove area is just amazing so i guess they were in there resting or whatever they came in they didn't want to put the boat they don't want to put the boat dock it and get off and go home so they pulled in there and just threw anchor and he was you know he saw it he was the only one that saw it but um you know so i went in there and i i, I did him justice i said i'd go and check it out and like i didn't expect much but the vibe the vibe is crazy like it just there's so many fish jumping she, she's been there too i took her there too so like i mean it's it's crazy like you could look it up and or look up my video or whatever but um you know those videos for like places that don't seem real that people do like they they use this place like they use that cove Wow. Yeah. Mer mermaids love coves, apparently. And, uh, and another, okay. So there are other reports of mermaids too, in the lakes and in the fresh waters across the U S now the other two stories that I know of that I've heard of, and there's some people in the chat saying that they've heard of stories of mermaids in the lakes as well. Now we have the, I think it's the Lake Michigan mermaid. Okay. Up at the great lakes. And there's also Lake mermaids in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> And but of course, North Carolina sits on the coast, so it's probably like in the rivers that run into the the oceans and things like that. But um, that's funny. Got to dump sardines live bait before swimming. No, you know what? I, I actually look at lakes a lot differently now, Mike. Uh, when I go swimming and boating here in Georgia, here in Georgia we have a cursed lake, and it's called Lake Lanier, and it's and it's a it's a man-made lake okay it's a man-made lake but um people i mean like multiple people go missing in that lake every year they drown some of the sometimes their bodies are never found well like there's so, there's a place that i go to and it's a lake and it's a bigfoot hotspot and it's not because there's a lack of source of water sources or this is a special spot it's it's really gorgeous right gorgeous and it's very untapped and all of a sudden they two years three years ago whatever it was they started bringing in all these big heavy equipment and they're tearing stuff up to put some like large um you could tell they're building like a large maybe like welcome place you know what i mean so that they can like put a parking lot and da 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 da, da you know and like really start to bring people to this secluded place and uh it really it really sucks watching it but the bigfoot activity reportedly has picked up and there's a lot of screaming and uh things are going on like similar to you what you hear about the like logging people getting attacked and stuff or like you know getting uh i don't know you know screamed at or rocks thrown mm -hmm. or you know 
it's it, it seems like it's something like that. Like the Sasquatch are pissed off that they are just destroying this place. Yeah. Look, Prince Arcane. Hey, Prince Arcane. Uh, says, buddy, his buddy's seen a mermaid in Charleston, South Carolina water. Wow. I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. South Carolina has some interesting cryptids, actually. They've got the lizard man of Skateboar Swamp up there. I say up there. I'm down. I'm down here in Georgia. So, um, yeah, lizard man. They have pterosaur sightings. There's and a lot of Bigfoot. My friend um, Terry Wendell has a, a team called Rock Hill Bigfoot out of South Carolina, and he has some serious Bigfoot stories. Where he was actually laying in his tent one night, uh, investigating a property all by himself, and a Bigfoot came up and poked its finger through the tent and poked his poked his body with his finger. And uh, yeah, pretty scary. That's why I always put my cot inside the tent, really like in the middle, so nothing can grab me. Okay, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take precautions out there when you're out in the field. <laughs> yeah, I have to lift that damn tent up and run with you. Well, no, that's not that's the hammock. That's why you don't you don't want to be in the hammock because that's the Bigfoot burrito. Okay, no hammocks. <laughs> yeah. no hammock. No hammock. Yeah. I mean, you should know that, Mike. No hammock camping for me. Well, you probably get in a hammock yourself. I don't jump know. Over, just slap you and then jump up and down while you swing around. Just twist it up and throw it. Well, you know, there was a story of a, a gentleman, Albert Osman was his name, out of Canada. I think it was around Alberta, where Dave Scott's from around that area here at Space Out Radio. He, he was kidnapped by a Sasquatch and taken back to a cave. And I mean, he was there for like a week or something from what I can recall, but, uh, but he was actually snatched up in his sleeping bag, kind of tied up and slung over the shoulder of a Bigfoot. He woke up riding on the back of a Bigfoot in a sleeping bag. Oh yeah. There was, somebody just dropped in, uh, in my discord. I believe, I forget who it is. I, I won't say even if I remember. So, um, that there was a two or three year old boy or something that he, they, he got lost and they looked everywhere for him and they checked these areas and then they found him there two days later in the areas that they had been checking and what the boy said was i spent the time with a bear i was with a bear you know mm -hmm. and uh, you already know what i think i don't think it was a bear but you know no, well, there's actually a lot of stories of that where kids were, they went missing. And uh, and there was just a comment in here about uh, the lakes being cursed, and a lot of missing people go, I mean, like cluster, clusters of missing people, like with the David Politis Missing 411 series, uh, where he's documented the clusters of missing people. And so, yeah. Well, we, there, Montauk, remember, Lake Montauk was... Yeah. Uh, I had never heard of anything about it, right? And then we went and we went with certain people and they had certain information about it, right? And it and it, it makes you wonder, like in my mind, it makes me wonder, is it a lake monster of some sort? Is it uh is it native lore? Is it is it something from Camp Hero where you know um Montauk project? Is it maybe something in between? You know, somebody put it on there to protect themselves from something else, right? Uh, the Rough Riders are all over that place too. Teddy Roosevelt and them. Um, his his cavalry has so much history out there. It's, I, I got I got to do something on that one day too. It's in, it's insane how much is going on out there. Like a lot um, of history. A history. Yeah. 
A lot of history. Jennifer Patterson, thank you so much for that super sticker. We appreciate that so much. Thank you for your support. We have we have another great comments here too. Uh, Prince Arcane has another good comment. Y'all all have good comments tonight, everybody. Uh, Lake Lanier was created by destroying a black town called Oscarville. Well, yes, and there were there were a lot of towns that were destroyed um, over that lake, and so. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It leads us to wonder, like, with all of these homes, the churches, the graveyards, the towns that were taken out by a lot of these lakes, especially down here in the south. Um, is that what is that what is making these lakes cursed? Or are people, you know, when, when a whole town is is flooded, just like in that movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Right? I love that movie. I don't know if you've all seen it. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, but they flood out these towns. I mean, there's still trees and steeples to churches and homes. I mean, it's a lot to, when people dive into those lakes, they don't know what they're diving into. And a lot of times they could, hit a tree under that water, you yeah. know, so it could, it, it could lead. Oh, and also, also, I do have to note this. I have been doing some research on ancient Egypt and we got Gerald and Jane in the chat tonight with Midwest night watchers. We did a show on ancient Egypt settlements in the United States and some of those settlements being covered up by man-made lakes in Tennessee. There, sure. There's ones upstate in the mountains. I could show. I, like I could show people, like you could tell that they've been cut off and dumped, you know, things have been dumped back on top of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the dirt's been dumped back up there and like, and, and nature starts to take it back. But if you really look at the range, you could see the natural range. And then like, you, there's literally like a cut mark, a perfect quarry, you know, slice. And it's, it's insane. I, uh, you can't do it justice on camera, you know, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah, Lake makes sense too. Millie, Millie has an interesting comment here. Uh, she, Rich, uh, I read an article a few months ago about a bull shark making it all the way up to Lake Michigan. Yeah, okay, so, so this is really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because when we're talking about these lake mermaids that I just, I just did a, a show on this past week when I was remote viewing that lake, I'm seeing all these caverns and caves and stuff underneath. I, I was obviously on, on the bottom of a lake, okay, when I was remote viewing this. Uh, and these are blind targets. So, I mean, I thought I was like remote viewing a catfish or something because it was weird. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, what it, it turns out after doing some research after the show, there are tunnels, okay? There are actual tunnels that go underneath, like this lake. Lake Pyramid is part of a gigantic lake that covered all of Nevada and a lot of the land out west. And now there's like a whole bunch of lakes that are not really connected anymore, but on the up where you can see it, but underneath they're connected by tunnels, tunnel systems and stuff. So, I mean, and they say that sometimes people will go missing out of this lake at Pyramid Lake and they'll end up 60 miles up river or down. There's no, there's not even a river in uh, Lake Tahoe. Sure. I mean, and another thing about bull sharks is like, I mean, 
five years ago, they were saltwater only, right? That's what they are. They're saltwater animals. Strictly. Science says it, right? And then, boom, here they come up fresh rivers, like, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm going to go kill up this way, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it, you know what I mean, right? Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yes. Well, okay. Another thing that we, you guys have up in the cat skills, which I was talking with Charles about last night, were these little people. Have you ever come across, you said puck wedgies. Have you ever seen a puck wedgie? I think so. You know, I think so. There, I think so. I don't, yeah. I can't say for sure. It was like this little brown head with like, and it's very similar to what they're supposed to look like. Um, Kind of like, a, I don't know. Like uh, like an upright porcupine of some sort, almost. But anyway, it was like it looked like a tiny, like like a one foot Sasquatch with spikes on its back and the head. And like, but anyway, it was peering out. I wasn't expecting it at all. I went to this campground in Catterskill Wilderness, and I didn't know it was a campground. So I'm trying to find. I've been going to Catterskill Falls for a while, but I didn't know there was a whole park behind it, you know, if you keep going. So I get in there and it's huge. And I'm like, holy shit, like it's insane. So I'm driving and I'm trying to find where I'm supposed to go. I'm trying to find like these different ledges. And, I'm, you know, I want to find a trail that takes me to an overlook. And uh, I want to go up there and do some stuff, some drumming, some meditating, some gifting, whatever. Anyway, long story short, I kept bumping into these campsites on the way, and I'm like, and there's people. Like, there was a lot of people for the end of the season. And uh, so I was pretty distracted by all that. So I literally parked my truck to get out to go talk to someone about where I needed to go. I'm like, hey, you know, like, does anybody know where, which way I'm supposed to go? Like, I want to get somewhere, you know, and I'm, I'm, like, just lost. So as I'm doing that, I'm kind of peeping out some of the campsites. And they're all backed by a lot of forest, but I mean, huge acreage. And there was this huge rock, and it just kind of went up. And I have I have video of it. I mean, I whipped out my camera, but I just never post. I don't post everything, you know. And something came and just, beep, you know, came out from behind that thing and was staring at me good and long. And you could see it had those big, typical black eyes that a big, you know, Sasquatch has and everything. But it was tiny. It was just tiny, like, and that was it. And it was a quick interaction. I wasn't really sure if I was looking at it. I had enough time to document it. And I kind of went on about my business, so. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that's cool. You know, and that's that's one thing. Like, we, we're not always putting all the, the, the evidence out there and all that kind of stuff. But you do put a good bit. Like, you, you do document your adventures pretty well. Um, so, okay. <laughs> I had a conversation last week, okay, about <laughs> Bigfoot. Okay, we had Mike uh, Familant on the show with uh, with in the is this in the shadow of Big Red Eye. Mike is awesome. There's so many Mikes, by the way. Oh my gosh, I got you're lib to me, okay. But um, this Mike, he was he was our guest last last Sunday, and we got into the discussion about the self the the illuminating eyes and. The self-illuminating eyes. What do you think about their eyes when they glow? Do you think they're self-illuminating or is that a reflection? Well, they because they're like Elaine will tell you too. Like we, she when she was telling me what she saw behind the um, 
the in the back acreage behind the cabin. She's like, I was staring at this and I just started getting all giddy and smiling and I felt really happy. And like, and like, I was like, what are you, I, I came out, I'm like, what are you doing out there? And like, she's standing like in the curtain, you know, I hope she doesn't mind, but I'm like, what are you doing back there? And she's like, come here. like, she's like, oh man. She's like, I was looking at these eyes and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, there's, I'm like, no, I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah, there was eyes shine. I'm like, there's no light outside at all. And like I'm like so it wasn't eye shine it was eye glow I'm like so whatever you were looking at was yeah like self illuminating its eye shine like it was making its orange or red eyes right so like um, I've seen it too where it's gone like you know it's just completely dark outside there's no lights and all of a sudden just it almost looks like somebody's powering up a light so I mean there is eye shine obviously right. Uh, a lot of animals, a lot of different things. I think they, a lot of them, maybe even the Sasquatch have that reflective lens, but I think they are, I do think they are able to self-illuminate. And that's just me. I mean, a couple, couple of little baby humble experiences, you know? Yeah. Well, I've seen it myself. And so has Susan's in the chat tonight. Susan's one of my teammates. And, uh, and she's had a couple of root, at least one rude awakening by a, a Bigfoot at her tent one night when we were out there. I was out there with her, okay, out in the woods. Um, now, we we have seen them with their, their self-illuminating eyes, and, and that's something that is it's hard to explain, you know, scientifically, because no other animal really does that, right? Yeah. And I'm not calling Sasquatch animals, okay, y'all, but, um, but that's does that. I mean, technically, we're animals, right? Like, I mean, so it, we're an animal. Yeah. Some, some of us are animals. I'm just kidding. Depends. <laughs> it depends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so I think somebody was also asking in the chat just now, and I think it was Susan, by the way, Susan was asking about um, how did the ancient Egyptians get to North America? Okay. There is a, I, okay. I just did a show. I did a several, I've done a couple of shows on this. And I do believe that the ancient Egyptians, uh, th there have been settlements found in the Grand Canyon, in Illinois, Ohio, all over the place. There's all sorts of ancient Egyptian stuff. We, okay, so there was an, an actual ancient Egyptian settlement that was covered up by Lake Norris in Tennessee. So y'all do your research. I've talked about it on shows before. And the local college and the Chamber of Commerce and all the local government agreed that it it could be covered up by the man-made lake which is now lake norris okay so if you're wondering why these lakes might be cursed okay i don't know it might answer that it's like you know on poltergeist you know with that movie it's like well carol ann i think their house is built on a, a burial ground right so i mean yeah sometimes you know it's doesn't even have to be a burial ground to piss them off. You know what I mean? Like, right. it can literally be like the tr the most ancient tree in the forest that as they everything circles around. Somebody cut it down to put their house there. You know what I mean? So like, you know, there's there's so many things. You know, you know what I mean. Obviously. Yes, we have a question in the audience from Mogwai, my favorite little my favorite little Pukwaji from Gremlins. What is the strangest evidence that Mike has found while researching? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, He's a smart little critter, this guy. Strangest, huh? <laughs> um, 
random. I, I don't know. I don't know about strangers. I, I'd say maybe uh, maybe they're that when they gift me, you know what I mean? How how amazing it is and how uh how they're able to do it, you know, things like that. Uh show their presence by gifting without anybody, including myself, knowing they're around. What about Okay, I, I hate talking about kill sites and things like that, but like places where there have been uh, the carcasses of dead animals found. Have you found anything unusual? I mean, I've seen some weird stuff. Like some people have sent me some pictures of like coyotes that have been twisted around, and you know, because I know you're you're in you're investigating areas that have dogmen, yeah, and Sasquatch, and the dogmen like to do weird stuff with the carcasses yeah, after they eat them. Well, I, I do get I do get a lot of reports. Um, something's been putting things up in a tree. Um, so, all right. So, here's something I had to learn about, though, right? But it doesn't apply here on Long Island, at least. But it might up in the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but once I found, anyway, I think I walked up on a kill once because there was a dead deer, and he was he was healthy. He was really really healthy, and there was no signs of anything. No broken legs, no broken neck. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just an average ass dude. Like, I don't know for sure. I'm not like a coroner. I don't know. Maybe it was something was broken somewhere, but it just looked like the thing was totally healthy and maybe like somebody clean clocked it and knocked it out or something, but it was dead. And I got the hell out of there. I, I didn't want to do any more looking around and that was it. So. Anyway, what I had, what I just looked into recently was that there's these big cats that, who, um, like mountain lions, right? And they have, they have wolf packs around and the wolf packs will come up on the cat's kill and, you know, compete for it. Right. And the cat can't really compete for it. So what it's doing is even people who are following them, who might be tracking them, they're leaving kills. So they'll kill something and leave it. And then they'll kill something else and leave it. And they're doing that in order to leave it for other predators or other people, like even hunters, they're leaving them kills. So they might, a cat, big cat seeing the hunters and leaving them a kill, hoping it doesn't follow them. Seeing the wolves or smelling the wolves and leaving them a kill, hoping it doesn't follow that cat when it goes and wants to be in peace with its final kill that it wants to eat and relax with for a few days so i think that's pretty amazing that that the big these big cats have learned to adapt to feed the wolves and feed the humans <laughs> like and whatever else to appease so, to appease the humans in some way yeah in so imagine what a sasquatch and a dog man is doing you know what I mean? Maybe if there's hunters in the area or something, they're they they might drive deer right at them so those people leave or something. You know what I mean? We 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 really just don't know what goes on right outside the fringe. Yeah, we really don't know. But uh, but hey, we're we're kind of learning. You're out there a lot, you know, and uh, and I I'm out there a lot. We're 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 learning. We're I don't know if we'll ever know fully, but uh, but yeah, it could be it could be super dangerous out there. Uh, when they're out, I mean, do you think that the Sasquatch have something to do with some of these missing people people clusters or missing persons clusters up there? No, I mean, no, I don't. But again, I don't know every Sasquatch. I don't know every area. I don't know every 
family of them or every group of them. I don't know how they act every, you know, in every place. I've only covered a small area, right? Uh, <laughs> and of a hundred, you know, 200 miles or whatever it is up from Adirondacks down to here. Right. And a little bit outside, but you know, Alaska, right? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Oregon. I have no idea. Uh, Canada. I, I don't, I just, I don't have a clue. So I'm not going to sit here and say, but from my experience, I don't think they have anything to do with it, but I've, but I've been locked into one of those spaces where I couldn't get out of before. I don't know if I told you that, but I had to jump in the water to get out of it. Like I, every which way, yeah. every which I walked, it was, I was going the same way. If I turned around and I was seeing the same thing, I turned around, I was seeing the same thing, no matter which way I walked for a hundred feet in any direction, I was stuck. I was seeing the same thing and doing the same thing. And I could hear people and I was screaming to them and, you know, I think I was just stuck in that next dimension. It's the same exact thing or whatever, but I was like stuck there, you know. And uh, I, I just decided to get up down on my, you know, I was screaming and crying. Like I was frantically screaming for these people. And I could hear them talking regular across the lake. Sound carries right across that lake. So I was belting at the top of my lungs. So I knew I was screwed. <laughs> so. I dropped down and bagged up all my stuff as best I could. I tied that pack up, like, on top of my head. I knew I was going to sink like a log because the land just meets the water. So I did. I stepped out, and I dropped down. I totally submerged. I don't know. You know, it was murky as all hell. I popped back up. And as soon as I came up, it was like, <sighs> all the sounds of the world were back. You know, birds chirping, wind blowing, leaves rustling. Uh, you know, it it like snapped the waters, snapped the whole situation. Whatever. I I don't have again. I don't have an answer for it. I can just tell you what happened. You know, I was just happy to get the hell out of there. And I and I was still panicked as all hell. I had to swim a mile or whatever it was across that lake, panting and and like you know. I mean, anxiety attack is an understatement. Like an understatement. I was like. <laughs> like I mean, just gasping and like I'm a I'm a good swimmer, but I was so screwed up that I was just like doggy paddling and like gasping for air and you know trying to just get to the other side. I, there's no way in hell I was going back to the other, you know, where I came from. So, oh my again, god! At least you had an escape route, no matter how terrifying that was. I mean, was this at night? It was nighttime. It was the only option. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I was in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, I was up in the mountains. It was the only option. I was in eight. I was eight miles in. So I, I, even I was, I was even if I wanted to get back out, it would. I, I don't know. The long story short is, I, I had no way out. I couldn't do anything. You know, I, I, I guess that's what might happen in some cases to these people, right? Like they get in those situations. What if there is no water there? What if there is no way to break free? Um. You know, what if something comes and takes you when you're there and nobody can hear or see you, you know what I mean? And all your shit is still there, technically, you know? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I, I again, I don't have any answers. Like, I just well, have thank goodness. Thank goodness you made it out of there. Okay, thank goodness. Because uh, a lot, uh, there's a lot of people that are never seen again that are out in the woods. And so that's why, listen, that's why I don't ever go out there by myself. But you're out there by yourself pretty often. 
Uh, I know you recently, you, you go out there with, you had Alina with you recently and I've, I've been out there with you, uh, with Brian from Montauga Strange, who's in the chat tonight. Um, it's, it's just, it's pretty dangerous to go out there alone. Uh, do you tell people where you're going when you leave to go out there? Sometimes. Yeah. Mo most of the time I, um, you know, even if it's, even if it's, you, you have to, right. Even if it's as simple as leaving, um, you know, if you don't want to tell anybody out loud for whatever reason, you know, maybe you think somebody's going to like meet you there and screw it, screw it up or whatever, like leave a piece of paper on your table and say, this is where I went today. You know what I mean? Because if you do go missing, that's the first thing people are going to do is come to your place of residence to look for you. And then they'll see that's there. Okay. Oh, well, look at this. This is where he was. You know what I mean? And they can come directly to you. So like, I'll do things like that at least, you know? But usually I tell one person at least where I'm going, yeah. Just one. I know, just one. Uh, you do not want to become a statistic. Okay, you really don't. Uh, we do have we have another question out of the chat tonight. Lakeside Laura. Hey, Laura. Uh, any chance or any connection between Sasquatch and Giants and the Nephilim? What do you think about that? Mm, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I I mean, I think everything's connected in some way, some fashion, right? Like, um, are they, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Uh, I'm not like history kind of person, right? Like, I don't read books. I don't, uh, uh, let's just put it this way. Like, I like to go out like a blank slate and kind of just wing it and learn, like, just see what, what is going to be given to me. Um, I don't like to dig up other stuff and like see, you know, uh, see where the answers are and try to like internet search or book search. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just not my style. Right. And that's why I love people who do do that stuff because I, I, I'm not right. We all like, like the opposite of tracks thing, right? Like other people who do different stuff, like we're interested in it because we're not necessarily doing it. Okay. Yes. Now. I can tell you, uh, Laura, that, okay, so my take on that is a lot of times the giant stories, because there's a lot of stories from, let's just say the 1800s, the early 1900s, there's, okay, let's just, okay, I'm going to say, for example, we have the giant attack in the Okefenokee Swamp of 1829 here in Georgia, and so a lot of people say that was a Bigfoot. Other people say it was a giant. Okay. Some, some guys who had won a land lottery down in the Okefenokee Swamp in South Georgia had traveled into the swamp, just kind of seen, they, I guess they had packed for a few days. Uh, they were going to go see what was in that swamp. Okay. They had just won the land around uh, that area in a lottery. They go on a little journey. They get in a few, a few days deep into this place. And they found this gigantic, like 20 something inch footprint, a human footprint. And they freaked out. They went back home. They trucked it back through the swamp, went back. And the word spread that they had found that gigantic track and they got scary. It was a, it was like a giant footprint. And so some, some hunters from Florida came up, they went, they got a hunting party together. They went back into the swamp and five of those men ended up getting mauled to death by this giant. Okay, but the story is that, you know, a lot of people said it was Sasquatch in this swamp. Well, it is well known now, I've been told that now it's well known by people who live down there that there was a race of giants that live in that swamp. 
giant sure. humans. Okay, so I think that throughout history, some of the some of the stories that we hear about the giants were could have been mistaken as Sasquatch or Sasquatch as giants. I think they're just kind of they get confused. It's a it's almost like they're misidentified or something, or they just kind of get you know. I, I don't think there's an actual DNA connection to them, but I don't know. Could be. It's Squatch is what we know about, right? So, like, I think a lot of times when people see anything or anything weird happens, like, um, they just, that's what they say it is. Now it's Dogman, too. Like, oh, it's Sasquatch or it's Dogman. You know, you hear you hear hooves, you think horses, not zebras, right? But, like, it, it doesn't mean that there's not other shit out there that's tearing things up or terrorizing campers or, you know, leaving scratches on your car whatever the case may be right yeah absolutely man you guys we got we got some jokes in the chat tonight uh we got we got alien jokes we'll pull i'll pull one or two up here because it's pretty good is that derek oh my gosh that's funny what did the alien think of the anti-gravity book he couldn't put it down the net dutch oh my gosh you guys this is this has been a lot of fun tonight mike do you okay I'm trying to think we've got like a couple of minutes left tonight what what do you have on your calendar right now are you still going out in the field every single day or i mean i know it's been snowing up there in new york lately uh what, what do you have on your calendar here in the next few weeks yeah uh i mean i i've slowed down a little bit i i've been doing a lot but i i haven't been i haven't been posting at all let's just say that um i've slowed down a little bit with that i'm trying to learn how to take things like together and post them together instead of just filming straight through like taking pieces of certain things and, and putting multi locations together and I, I think I've done a lot of one way for so long and you know it's it, it's cool and all but I, I have the members only side where I, I'll put up stuff like that for them too and I, I film everything and then I just decide later what I'm going to use and you know, not use and uh, you know I Winter don't stop me. It don't phase me. It sucks, right? It's cold, whatever. But there's like, you know, it's my escape. It's my therapy. I love to do it. I love to. It's a great workout. Like there, there was like a foot of snow out there the other night. I did a live stream in the woods and nothing happened. I mean, it was as dead as dead gets, right? But it was a good workout. Like I slept like a baby afterwards where I might not have, you know. So it's, I don't know. As far as the next adventure, I, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing, you know, in the next five minutes. So I kind of just. <laughs> Wild and free, beat. baby. Wild and free. I can appreciate that. I, I can appreciate that. I know well, you got you got kids, too. I know my, my kids on winter break. Everything so. hinges off them, right? Everything, exactly. hinges, everything hinges off them. And then I get to decide. So that's why I never know. <laughs> I know that's uh, we 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 gotta put you know we got priorities okay but we always make time for the big footing and uh, and I'll be I'll be doing some myself this week and I can't wait so uh, it's always a good time I had a blast with you guys uh, Brian's in the chat like I said uh, Montauk is strange I had so much fun with you guys up in New York and yes y'all there are a lot of Bigfoots in New York on Long Island okay up at Montauk uh, I can attest. You saw it in person, so you understand mm -hmm. it now, but, right? Like, w was it what you expected? I guarantee it wasn't, right? No, I was not expecting it. It's luscious forest 
<laughs> lush okay. forests. I said luscious, like lush forests, oh, thick woods, deer anyway, everywhere. I'm yeah. gonna be doing it for you, I think, soon. So I mean, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know. We're going to the LBL. I'm going to meet up yeah. with, uh, and then. You know, we're going to go. He's in Mississippi, but I think we're going to go to LBL for a couple of days. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, okay. well, you know. watch your six of the LBL. That place has a reputation. Okay. Uh, does it does it mean it's going to be a, a scary time, but it'll it'll be fun. Okay. So yeah. you're going to have a great time. And uh, yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for being here tonight. This has been such a fun time. We have really we've covered a lot of interesting cryptids tonight. And some fun conversation once again. Where can everybody find you in your YouTube channel? Uh yeah, Long Island Bigfoot. I mean, I have I that's it really. I I that's pretty much where I put most of my stuff. There is a Facebook page and then there's some other stuff I do, but that's the best place to go. Okay, awesome. Well, you guys go to Long Island Bigfoot on YouTube and on Facebook and you guys go subscribe please to Long Island Bigfoot. Mike, please come back and hang out with me again here at Space Out Radio. Promise? You better be Any, back. Anytime. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, you be safe out there. Be sure to tell right. people where you're going before you go out in the woods. You, you better. Okay? <laughs> okay. Well, right. you. See, you, See you, Mike. Have a good All night. Right. Okay, bye. Oh my gosh. That was it's always fun when Long Island Bigfoot Mike is here. So I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. Gosh, we had such a great chat tonight. And uh and I want to thank you for all your support. You guys please go over to after hours right now in the next 30 seconds. Rob G is gonna be over there with our friend Dennis Carroll. So please go uh to there and be sure to okay, subscribe to Long Island Bigfoot on YouTube, but also subscribe to Hunting the Shadows with Dennis Carroll on uh, YouTube as well. Okay. Well, I hope I see you guys on my channel, The Cryptid Hunteress this week. I'll have a show Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and one on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So y'all come see me over there and uh, thank you for all your support. Y'all have a great week. I'll be back next week here at Space Out Radio. All right. I will see you guys in the chat over there with Dennis Carroll. Y'all have a great night and I'll see you this week. Bye. <laughs>